0: Name like the name of Jehovah. We just glorify you and we thank you for your Son, God. We thank you, God, for how he died, God, for us, even when we was unworthy, God. We just thank you. We just praise you, God. And God, I thank you for our helper on today, which is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we welcome you on today. Holy Spirit, I thank you for walking alongside of me. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that I need your help as I teach your people on this morning. I thank you, God, that I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And, God, you shall get all the glory, you shall get all the honor, you shall get all the praise. And, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for a saturation, even in this atmosphere on this morning. I bind all weariness in this place in Jesus' name, because, God, you have come to give the weary rest on today. God, I speak deliverance, God, in the midst of this atmosphere. I speak healing God I speak love joy and peace God I speak right now that your people are totally changed totally delivered through the blood of Jesus Christ on today so we give you glory honor and praise in Jesus name that a change has already come in the name of Jesus come on and open your Bibles to Genesis we're going to go back in the beginning Genesis chapter 32, and let's hear what the Spirit has to say unto the church on today. Genesis chapter 32, I'm going to begin at verse 26. Hallelujah. We thank God for his word. Hallelujah. God, we bind every mind-boggling spirit on today. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Genesis 32 Verse 24, starting at verse 24, and the word of God now reads, and Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him unto the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched a hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with man and has prevailed. I want to talk on this morning. The struggle is over. The struggle is over. God want every and each person to know in this place that the struggle is over. And he let me know that all of us in here, no one eliminated, has gone through a struggle or are still struggling in some area of your life. That means that you're wrestling with something. And the more we wrestle with that thing, the more harder it gets. So God is coming to let you know that the struggle is over. And he was showing me Jacob and the things that happened in Jacob's life. Jacob, y'all know, he had a brother and his name was Esau. And even in the womb, there was a a struggle going on. There was a fight going on with Esau and with Jacob. And when Jacob was born, when he come out, he was holding the heel of Esau. That means Jacob was in the womb fighting for first place. And there's some of us even in this place that still have a fight to be first. But I'm here to tell you that the struggle is over. So Jacob wanted to be first. He wanted to be the one that was the first one to partake of what he felt like belonged to him. Y'all know the struggle. He was fighting in the womb, and then we go on to see that Esau and Jacob was different. Even though they were twins, they had some differences. And Esau come in, and he was very hungry, and Jacob was um, cooking, and he was telling him that if he gave him his birthright, he would give him some food. Birthright mean that being that you're the firstborn, that you get all the blessings. You're the first one to the blessing. So he gave him his birthright. He said, what is the birthright to me right now? And I'm about to die. So Jacob used that to get the birthright. Then we go on to see how um, when he deceived his father, making his father think that he was Esau instead of Jacob. So he was the deceiver. So Jacob fought all his life. And then we go on with the rest of his life. He became um, fighting with um, Laban over, you know, dealing with Rachel, dealing with the flock. It was always a fight. He was always wrestling. But I'm here to tell you, look at your neighbor, say the struggle is over. So some of y'all are wrestling with um, being first. Some of y'all are wrestling on your job trying to get over doing this or doing that. See Jacob's name means supplanter. He wanted to take a place of another. His name means deceiver. His name is trickery. So some of us are doing different things to try to get in position. We're trying to manipulate. We're trying to trick people because we want first place. I'm here to tell you that God is coming in here today to tear that kingdom down because as long as you're trying to do it yourself, I'm here to tell Tell you it will never work we're coming up with different things trying to get what we want and the main thing that some people use is manipulation they manipulate to try to be first that's what some people are struggling with they're struggling within themselves too with being rejected when you want to be seen heard and attached to sometimes we do things to hurt other people for us to be first and this is why this is what Jacob was doing so I know I know we have some Jacobs in here, but I want to tell you it's okay because God got a plan and he got a purpose for you. And this is why God is saying the struggle is over. I'm here to tell you it was over over 2,000 years ago. And I pray that your heart is open and receptive today so you can see you. Look at your neighbor. Say, I ain't looking at you. <laughs> Say, I want to see me this morning. <laughs> Say, I want to see what's in me that need to be dealt with. Now look at him again. Say, do you want to be dealt with? with? Say, all right, it's on. So you see Jacob wrestled. Some of us are still wrestling with different things, but the Bible tells us that he wrestled with a man. And later on, we're going to find out that this man was an angel of the Lord. But one thing I like about this is God will use certain things to show us us. Isn't that something? But we see before he became into this wrestling match, Jacob was preparing himself for Esau because what happened was he ran from Esau. And that's why he went to Laban's house because his mother told him and he knew Esau was going to kill him because he took from Esau what belonged to Esau so he ran from his home and his mother said that when Esau calmed down I'm a to paraphrase it then I'll let you know when to come home y'all it was 20 years how many know Esau hadn't calmed down it's been 20 years Think about this thing. Esau had a problem with his brother because his brother took what belonged to him. See, that was some jealousy there. In jealousy, there's wrath, there's anger, and there is murder. So when you have jealousy in your heart against anyone, it will end up in murder. I'm here to tell you this. So Esau was so mad because of what was done to him, he wanted to kill his own brother. Come on, we got people that's so angry. When they hear a person's name... Rage just come up in them. That's a spirit of jealousy that you're carrying. And if you don't deal with it, it's going to deal with you. Just how it dealt with Esau. Esau carried it for 20 some years. So Jacob was preparing himself to see Esau. He was putting um some families up front. He was putting some families in the back. He said if he attacked them, it would give them chance to run and get away from Esau. So he was so afraid of of Esau that Jacob had a plan. But part of Jacob's plan was he was going to bow down before Esau. He was going to let Esau know that he was wrong for what he has done. How many know that if it's been that long, there's a route to what's going on? And a root, you can't pull the root up overnight. That person have to be willing to change their heart. See, our problem is we're trying to change people. But the only one that can change them is God and by them hearing the word of God. You can't go in there and try to make amends with somebody that don't want to make amends. Yes, you can ask them for forgiveness, but don't think it's over. Because until that person is willing and ready to let go of what's going on with them, they're going to be stirred up again. See, somebody can get up and they can tell you, you know, before a lot of people forgive me, I'm so sorry, I have been jealous over this person or that person. But the Lord will let you know in the spirit, no, they're just saying that with their lips, but their heart is far from it. Because right after the confession, they go right back into the same pattern. Do I Get a witness or not people have patterns that are not dealt with and they come through holes. and a stronghold is an area in your life due to your way of thinking I don't care how good you look on the outside I don't care how you profess I love you the only love that you can love them with is the love of God and if you don't know his love you're going back to the same place you already been quit saying it's somebody else's fault deal with you Look at your neighbor. Say you got to deal with you. See, nobody want to deal with themselves. It's always somebody else's fault. Right now, this message that I'm giving you, I hear in the spirit somebody saying, what about you? What about me? I couldn't give you the message if I don't deal with me. See, that's the problem It's too many people talking, but they ain't walking what they're talking. If you're going to talk it, you need to live it. And people need to see your life instead of you trying to show them something that you're not. Come on, we need to quit playing church. We got too many people that's playing around instead of doing what the word of God tells them to do. So we see what Jacob was going through, y'all. Jacob was ready to make amends, but Jacob was saying, Now, I don't know what this man is going to do, so I'm going to be prepared, right? So we know that Jacob was still looking at Jacob, right? But before all of this, Jacob went to a place. And when he went to the place, he saw the angels descending and ascending, going up and down a ladder. That's why they call it Jacob's ladder. He was right there in the presence of the Lord. So when Jacob woke up, he knew that that place was where he'd been with the Lord. See, he had an experience with the Lord. So after that experience, there was a rock, and he took that rock that he laid his head on, and he named that place Bethel. That means the house of God, because that was an experience. So each time he would come back to that place, he would remember what he had with God. But then he told God, because of what God had told Jacob, he told him, everything that I get, God, He said, I'm going to give you 10% of what I had. So he made a vow to God. So we know that Jacob had an experience with God but through this experience, guess what y'all, we all have experiences with God, right? I don't know about you I can have an experience today tomorrow something can come up and I forget the experience that I had yesterday. Why? Because I'm so much worried about what I'm going do I get a witness? Come on all of us experience God in some kind of way until trouble come we forget the experience that we had and we're still trying to accommodate for that trouble within ourselves come on I know somebody in this room except me know what I'm talking about so here go Jacob Jacob he did what he had to do and then the Bible said as he was doing this a man met him And this man that met him, he began to wrestle with this man. Now, this angel took on a fleshly body. You know he can't wrestle with the spirit like that, and we're going to get to it. But this angel took on a fleshly body, so he was wrestling with him. And I need two men up here. Can I have two men? Now, I'm going to have you to do something. so, look, 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 (laughs) I'm going to have you to do something. We're talking about wrestling, get in position. Now I don't want no carrying on. I just want you to illustrate, you know, what? to do a little demonstration, but how do you do when you wrestle? Don't you grab hold to your opponent? Is that what you do? You grab hold to your opponent, and you're wrestling because somebody got to go down. Do y'all hear me? Somebody got to go down. Y'all know they be back and forth. you be tired. you be wore out. But the Bible says they wrestled until daybreak. That means Daniel all night long. So I want to ask you a question. How many of us in this place have wrestled with something all night long, could not rest, could not sleep, was so tired that you're saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. But you just kept wrestling and wrestling and wrestling. This is what wrestling done. Y'all can stop right there. You're tired. You felt that a little bit, didn't you? Don't go nowhere. So you're wrestling all night long. And some of us wrestle because there's a bill due the next day. And we don't know how we're going to pay this bill, but they told us, if you don't pay this bill, your light's going to be cut off. If you don't pay this payment, we're going to come and put you in foreclosure. If you don't pay it, we're going to come pick up your V. How many wrestle? Come on, we wrestle and save and know Jesus, but we wrestle all night long because we're worried about how we're going to do this. So he was wrestling to the point that the the man that he was fighting, he saw that he could not overcome Jacob. So guess what he did? He took and touched him, and when he touched him, his joint, his thigh joint was out of place. His hip was, oh, y'all can, some people can witness. Y'all know when you got a pain somewhere and something is out of place. Come on, come on, get back up here. So who is Jacob in this picture? Who's going to be Jacob? Carlton is Jacob. So he's wrestling. Come on. He's wrestling. He's still trying to hold on. But guess what? The man is holding Jacob up because Jacob is still in pain. But he don't want to let go. He's still holding on because he's after something. So he's still tired, but he's still holding on. Y'all stop right there. Do y'all understand what the Bible is saying? When we are in pain. And we feel like we can't make it. God said, my grace is sufficient. He said, my strength is made perfect. Even in your weakness. So what this angel of the Lord was showing Jacob was, even though you're in pain right now, you still got to hold on to me. Because he was doing it himself the first time. But now his hip. It's out of place. It's out of joint. So he had to rely on his opponent to hold him up. Y'all know it ain't nobody going to be wrestling like that and standing up trying to do something. He cannot maintain. So God was letting him know, your dependency has to be upon me. What am I saying? By you wrestling and not depending on God, then you're going to continue to go through. Some of us in here are still going through because we ain't giving it to God. We're not dependent on God. We're trying to do it within our own strength. God says that he give power to the faint. To them that have no might. He's the one that increase your strength. We can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. We're more than conquerors. Through who? Through him. So everything that we do, we have to realize it's because of him. We have to draw off of who? Off of him. Thank y'all. This is why Paul. Remember Paul, he had abundance of revelations. Paul would bring revelation after revelation after revelation out. This is 2 Corinthians 12. And upon him bringing all these revelations, it was a messenger that was sent to buffet him. There was a thorn in his flesh. And some people say it was a sickness, but what was going on here with Paul was because he got all these revelations, the enemy was throwing stuff at Paul. He was being persecuted. He was being afflicted on every side. Paul just got tired and he began to say, God, can you take this away from me? He asked God three times to take it away from him. But look how God answered Paul. He said, Paul, my grace is sufficient. So this is where I'm going this morning. The struggle is over because his grace is sufficient for you. That means grace paid the price for everything. I hear God say, why don't you let it go? Why don't you turn it loose? What what is it profiting you to hold on to these things that Jesus have already dealt with? The reason why we holding on to them because we don't trust Jesus. We have not truly put our trust in God to let it go. We hold on to pain. We hold on to disappointment. We hold on to grudges. We hold on to offense. What is, how is that helping you to hold on to these things? What are you accomplishing holding on to these things when Jesus took it all to the cross? That was his love. And so this is what was happening. So um, God was letting Jacob know, your dependency, Jacob, has to be upon me. This is why there was a wrestling match because Jacob wrestled all his life. So God met Jacob where he was. God is meeting some of y'all where you are. Because he's seeing that you don't want to let go of that to hold on to me. You want to still wrestle with that. You're still trying to figure it out because you don't really know that you're free. You don't know that you have total freedom in me. So he wrestled with this angel, even with the pain that he had. And sometimes we can look at that verse, and I know many people have looked at that verse to say, wow even in pain you keep it moving but that was not the purpose of that verse the purpose of that verse was to let you know he had to still hold on to that man to continue to wrestle he had to have a dependency he had to have something to lean upon that's why he's saying I'm the vine you are the branches without me you can do nothing so we have to learn that it's in him we have what we need. Remember, last week we taught on um called unto liberty. That means that we're not un- up under the law; we're up under grace, and that's what God was telling Paul. He was saying, "Paul, you have everything that you need. I have given you everything. My strength is made perfect in your weakness." Meaning that Paul draw off of what you already have. So God is saying, "When are we going to draw off to what?" For what we already have but the problem is when you don't know what you have how can you draw off of it see some of us are trying to still draw off of other people we're trying to go to other people to get what they got have you noticed when one person gets something wheels will start turning in people's head and they're trying to figure out how can I get that is that not wrestling if one person get a new house and we've been in our house for years now we're trying to think about mm, maybe it's time for me to move Maybe it's, what's up with this? This is the enemy. This is the works of the flesh. See, what's happening is the enemy do not want to see you stay in position with who you are in Christ. He wants you to continue to to be like somebody else because he knows as long as you're trying to be like them, you're not going to do what the word of God requires you to do. He's trying to keep you in a place so you can be subject to him instead of being subject to God. I got news for y'all. The devil done done his job. He done his job even before you came to Christ. Because he planted stuff in you from the womb. From the day that you come out of the womb to the day that you were in the womb. Look at how the wrestling was in that womb. There was a fight in the womb. So people that's pregnant don't think that there's not a fight with that baby. The enemy is after that seed, and he want to do whatever he can to that seed. He want to prepare that seed even before that seed come out of the womb. This is why when children are very young, you have to watch what you say, watch what you do, how you talk, because they pick it up so quick that they can do exactly what you do and how you do it. This is why when a woman is pregnant, she can't be in and out everywhere or doing anything or saying anything because she's feeding that baby she's feeding that fetus and that baby come out if you got fear the baby gonna come out in fear if you complaining you sick all the time that baby gonna be sick all the time whatever you do is gonna transfer to that child So this is why we have to take salvation seriously, y'all. This is no joke. You have to really know who you are now that you're in Christ. So when you meet a person that's trying to take you out of your position, you know who you're dealing with. And the Bible says we wrestle, we fight not against flesh and blood. It's too much fighting in the house of God against one another. Instead of realizing that the fight is with the principalities. It's with the kingdom of darkness. And the enemy say, if I can get you to waste your time on each other, I can keep doing what I'm doing in your life. Some of us have been in this place too long. We've been wrestling too long. And the struggle's been over over 2,000 years ago. And if we know that the struggle has been over and the battle has been won, then we won't be dealing with some of this stuff that we're dealing with. Amen. Good preaching. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. See, we got to understand some people don't want to recognize them. Have you noticed people always got an answer outside of them? I'm a witness. Let me tell you how. See, I have to use me. And the reason why I use me, because let me tell you, as long as I'm here on this earth, I'm perfect in my spirit, but I mess up too. I ain't going to lie. I mess up too. Don't hit me wrong on the wrong day because I'll pop you. But then once I realize i pop you, I'm going to go back and correct that pop. You might get a tap, but I'm going to let you know what i done. And then I have, see, this is what's wrong with the body of Christ. People think they're so picture perfect. They think they can never, see, that's your problem. you still up under the law. If you think you're so picture perfect and you still trying to work it out yourself, you're still in bondage. You act like you ain't never said nothing. You act like you ain't never done nothing. Let me just break it on down. Somebody say, wrap it for me, Daniel. Say, break it on down. Do that thing. All right. You ain't do it strong enough. Go break it on down. All right. I'm going to break it on down for you. Y'all know in the Bible when Jesus was talking about adultery, And when he was saying that if a man or woman sleep with another man or another woman, then they committed adultery. But this was dealing with law, was it not? He was talking about the law. But guess what Jesus went on to say about even keeping the law? He said, even if you're lusting in your mind, in your thoughts about being with that woman, you already committed adultery. So either way, we did. Y'all hear what I'm saying? If I ain't doing it physically... I'm still dead. And if I'm doing it physically evangelist. I'm still dead up under the law. Either way I'm doomed. But thank God for his grace. That he even know my thoughts. And he even forgave me for my thoughts. And my way of thinking. That was outside of his way. Oh y'all don't know what I'm talking about. See we use those scriptures. To tell people well. If you ain't laying with them physically. If you even thinking about laying with them. You already done done that. But what Jesus was letting them know is. That you cannot live righteously. On your own. Even in your mind. And some of us feel like. Oh Lord he going to strike me dead. I done been with that woman over and over. And over and over and over and over. over In my mind. Let me tell you something. When you recognize his love. Because I got something to tell you. Some people say. Wow. If they don't been with that woman that many times, they ain't say, hold it. This is where we miss it. He forgave you for past, present, and future sins. It don't matter how many times you think about it, evangelist. He already forgave you for it. But when do you stop thinking about it is when you recognize what he has done and his love for you and you renew your mind. You ain't going to want to think about it or want to do it no more. This is where we miss it. Some people say, well, it's okay to be with whom you love. That's my boo. That's my baby. That's my lollipop. That's the one God sent for me. We can just, mm, mm, mm. it's all right. It's all right. No, it's not. Because that's outside of his will for you. And when you know what his will is, And you spend, see, that's why the more you get intimate with him, you won't be getting intimate with nobody else outside of your marriage. See, this is where people miss it. They're saying it's okay because they're saved. That's not a card, a grace card to sin. Did Jesus do away with the commandments? No. He said, I come to fulfill those commandments. We're still talking about wrestling here. Some of us are still wrestling, we're still justifying what we're doing because we say God love us. Yes, he loved you, but he didn't love sin. That's why he sent his son to do away with the sin so we don't have to deal with sin no more. But we invite sin to come back in because we have not totally recognized or know the love of God. When you know the love of God, the love of God constrains you. The love of God covers a multitude of sin. It's no more excuse when you know his love. And you won't do nothing outside of it because you have his very nature. You don't need the laws no more. Guess what? The law is his nature that's on the inside of you. And whatever you do, you're going to know it's out of the norm for him. Nobody have to tell you. Nobody have to tell you what's right or what's wrong no more. Let me tell you something. We enter into the rest of God when we quit wrestling. When we quit struggling with different things, this this is what's happening, y'all. The enemy puts stuff before you. And the more you watch that stuff, the more you think it's all right to do that stuff. Because what you're doing, this is where I'm going here. I'm going to that next verse when that man said, let me go. Jacob said, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. Let me tell you what this was saying. Jacob took from people all his life what didn't belong to him. But evangelist, he said, today, I'm getting it for myself. I ain't taking from nobody else. I want what belonged to me, Julia, so I don't have to take nothing from you no more. I don't have to want what you got. Miss Mary, I want to get it for me. I don't want to have to try to manipulate or deceive or lie or do anything else. I ain't letting you go until I get what's mine. I ain't worrying about my brother no more. I ain't worrying about my employees no more. I ain't worrying about nobody else. I want what belonged to me. And this is what the angel of the Lord told him. What's your name? Jacob. Deceiver. supplanter, Wanting what somebody else have. Trickster. He said, your name will no longer be called trickster. It'll no longer be called deceiver, Sister Denise. It'll no longer be trying to take the place of another. Your name will be called Israel. Oh, come on, y'all. See, he was already in covenant, but he didn't know what he had. Because God already made the covenant evangelist with Abraham. So that means that his seeds were going to be blessed outside of what they do, right? So he was already blessed, but he didn't recognize what he had. Look at your neighbor and say, "Do you know what you got?" See, if you did, you wouldn't complain all the time. We complain and remain. But when we praise, we're raised. It's too many people still trying to get what everybody else have. And you have everything you need in him. And once you realize what you have in him, you wouldn't be wrestling, you wouldn't be struggling trying to get what somebody else got. Well, you know they got a man. No, I got to go find me a man. God, I want a blue-eyed man. I want him to have muscles. I want him to be tucked in. God, I want this. I want that. I want people to know when he's on my arm, he belonged to me. And we come together. Come on, your jealous self. You want somebody because you by yourself. Did y'all know in the Bible that we own it? Anybody know that? It was some men that wouldn't have no woman. Some of y'all probably said, Lord, don't let that be me. (laughs) I don't know about that, Lord. Take that out of the word. (laughs) But look at how Paul traveled. Oh, I'm hearing in my spirit. Well, the Bible didn't tell everything. Paul probably had somebody to, but it told what it wanted to tell. And it didn't tell Paul was with no wife, did it? So if it didn't tell Paul wasn't with no wife, I don't consider that a lost book. I consider it inspired by the Holy Ghost. And that's what I'm going by. I ain't adding Paul had no woman. Cause soon as you add Paul had a woman, you'll be putting him with Mary Magdalene. And he wasn't even back there with Mary Magdalene then. That's what we do. You know why? Because we want to justify having a woman. Even Jesus had. Who told you Jesus had somebody? You know Jesus wanted somebody. The Bible told me. Jesus bought grace and he bought truth. So, and with him bringing all this grace and truth, I don't think he had time for all that. (laughs) Because he was into too much grace and truth. He had time for the fornication and the foolishness. He was too in love with the Father. Matter of fact, he was God. And God exists alone. Ain't no Mary Magdalene Phyllis. Ain't no Beth Hope or anybody else. But there's some lost books somewhere. <laughs> when you find them, I don't want to read them. Everybody justify. People justify. Let's just be honest. Let's just call an ace, ace in a spade, spade. We justify because we want to do it. Just do it. And when you get enough of doing what you do and things coming to hit you, not because God hitting you with them, God is love. God ain't hitting you with sin no more. He done away with sin. You bringing sin back in your life when you do what you don't supposed to do. And guess what? Even when you do it and pop up with all these diseases, he's still grace and truth. He's still full of mercy, but you are still going to go through, but God's going to be there to help you get through because the Bible said he is your present help in the time of trouble. People get upset when I talk about these things, but the reason why I talk about these things is to let you know he done away with them. And if he done away with them, why are we bringing them back in place? Because that flesh is acting up. And he knew your flesh was going to get act up. God know about your flesh. He knew how showers don't help no more. Gadgets don't help no more. So he knew all this. So he forgave you for past, present, and future. But in upon forgiving you, he said, the more you get to know me, you're going to realize these things you don't need. That's not me. That's love, y'all. And the Bible says, where sin abound, grace abound much more. Ain't that something? Sin cannot outdo grace. If you're living up under grace, we need to quit trying to make people feel good in what they're doing. We need to be telling them evangelists, God love you so much that he gave his son. Even when you wasn't worthy to, to, to be, um, die for, he gave that son for you. He laid down his life for you. Why? Because the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. God did this while you were still doing what you've done. Who does that? Nobody could do it but God. But guess what he did? God said, I want you to be a partaker what I'm doing and the only way you can be a partaker of what I'm doing is to accept what my son has done. That's how you accept it in the kingdom. And guess what? Y'all, this is kind of upsetting, but I need to tell you all of this except in Jesus. He still don't see you, baby. (laughs) He don't see you at all. What's your name? Who? Jesus. What's your name? Jesus. I don't care how you mess up. What's your name? Jesus. What's your name? No, it's Jesus. I don't care how you mess up. I don't care how you curse people out. His blood is still on that mercy seat, saying, Have mercy. Have mercy, have mercy. See, people need to quit looking at people the wrong way. He's still seeing mercy, Kim. He ain't seeing you. Y'all need to quit talking about people because God see mercy. He don't see those people no more. He see mercy. If you still seeing them, you ain't seeing God. Because we supposed to bring them to Jesus, not condemn and not condone either. But we're supposed to bring them to Jesus. We're supposed to say, yes, what you did was wrong. But I'm here to tell you, the blood covered it. It covered it so that it done away with it. So you don't have to feel guilty. You don't have to feel wrong. Just turn from it and don't go there again. Jesus bared the infirmity of the who? Were you weak? Some of y'all think you ain't weak. Some of y'all think you're so perfect. This is how I take it. I may have it right here, but I may not have it right there. So I still don't have it right here, Manny. So that means that if I'm trying to still get it right, I'm in bondage. Because Jesus already got it right. So what I'm going to do is accept what he has done and live through him and not through me. That means when I mess up, I say, Lord, forgive me for what I've done. Because I recognize that Jesus died for what I've done. So that makes me, Daniel, not to go back and do what I've been doing. And I can put my flesh under subjection because I can say, you who you with? You got to make a choice. Who you with? Who you been hanging with today? This is why the Bible says you got to separate yourself. See, if you just got saved, i want to ask you a question. If you just got saved, why are you still going around here like a fugitive? Hanging with the fugitives. Now, there's a difference if your mind has got renewed. And you know the word for yourself. So much for yourself, evangelist, that you don't worry about who's around you. Because you know who you are now. But if you are still hanging with people and you don't know who you are, you're going to go right back to that same lifestyle. You're going to go right back to that same pattern. Does that mean God don't love you? No, God still loves you the same, but you're missing out on what you already have. See, the enemy wants you to miss out on his goodness. He wants you to miss out on his love. He wants you to miss out on everything that God has to make you feel that this life ain't working. He wants you to feel as if you can have more being not saved and being saved so Jacob's name got changed to Israel your name got changed we are the children of God so see when people see me they should see him they should see who I'm with without me telling them how by my actions by my reactions that's why he said if somebody slap you on one side let them slap you on the other y'all know they ain't no physical slap Because Lord knows that even in church, somebody slapped you. They ain't do nothing but slap the devil through you. What was already there? Because you're going to rise up. I know you didn't. And you're going to start singing all the blood. And that hand going to be just like this right here. Because you're going to see nothing but blood. Come on, let's just be honest. That tells you where you are. That's when you should glorify him the more. You should glorify him when God is showing you what's there. You should give him glory and say, God, thank you. I need to work on this. But see, that's why our names have been changed. We are new creations in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We get so lazy and so complacent that we don't want to get in our word no more and know who we really are. The more you get in that word, the more you connect with that word, the less you'll be doing what you're doing and you'll quit justifying what you're doing, saying that it's okay. Let me tell you something. Daniel is a young man. Right? Daniel have knees as a young man. Right, Daniel? Everybody have them knees when you're young, right? Even when you get up there. Now, I ain't going to say like Abraham because that thing was a miracle. That was nobody but God. Abraham knew it was over, but he still pressed through because God gave him a word. Now, if God give you a word at age 100, Daniel, with your wife, press on, buddy. Press on. That was God's word. Don't even look at your body. Overcome that thing and just go on. But Daniel is young. Daniel have a need. But the moment he met Jesus, those needs changed. Do things happen where a good-looking woman passed you, you don't go, wow. Thank you, Jesus. We're still thanking, but we're going to still keep her looking, right? Yeah, she's a good one. She might be a keeper. Them thoughts come, right? But guess what, Daniel? God forgave you for those thoughts. Even before you thought him, he knew your thoughts from afar off. But now being that who he is now that he's in Christ, he got to bring his body under subjection to who he is. That's why he got to remind himself on, on a daily basis, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So that's going to keep Daniel until it's time for him to have his mate with whomever he's with. This is why the Bible tell us to flee fornication because when you fornicate, you're doing it with the body of God. That means you're entering that temple. You're defiling the temple of God. That means you're telling God, come on, God, let's lay down. It's all right. When we get up, both of us are going to feel good. Hallelujah. (laughs) Read the word. If anybody read the word, do anybody know what the word says? Oh, it's so quiet in here. But I have to teach this. Why do I have to teach this? Because if you want to be kept, you can be kept. But if you don't want to be kept, God already know you don't want to be kept. You want to be loose as a goose. Just going to be loose as a goose. God's still going to love you as a goose, but you going to get some stuff contracted to you that you don't have to have contracted to you being loose as a goose. Y'all know my saying, keep Peter in the pants, keep Lucy tied up. Y'all know my saying. Why do I remind young people of this? Not to be joking. Because whomever you attach yourself with, that's who you attach to. That means your desires become their desires. You begin to have soul ties, and you feel like you can't live without that person. You are infatuated by that person. You can feel them moving even when they're not in your house. You can hear their voice. That's who you attach to. That's why I'll give you an example. And I know my daddy remember this. I was dating this guy. Thank the Lord my life has changed Oh, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, anyhow. And I told y'all about this. And I remember my Aunt Shirley told me, you ain't in love, you in lust. No, I ain't, I'm in love. I love him and he loved me. But she told me it was nothing but lust. And anyway, he bought me a television, y'all. Back then... Way back then, we didn't have the flat screens. We had them bulky ones, and you get your little remote. You know, back then, Phyllis, in them old houses, you ain't have. You had black and white. You had no color. Girl, I got me a color TV on my birthday. I'm sitting up there with my legs crossed and everything, from to the, turn them channels. Daddy say, "You gonna give that TV back?" I say, "I ain't giving nothing back. This is my TV. This he gave. This is mine. This belong to me." Daddy said, uh uh-huh. you gonna give it back?" I didn't understand, y'all. Then, you know who told her that television out that house? Took my TV out of the house and gave it to him oh man I I ain't got nothing else to do with this boy he gave me this TV that's his loss that's my game I'm sitting there flicking the channel and they think I know daddy picked up the TV gave him the remote he took it to the car now I understand that's something that belonged to him that was attached to me so every time I looked at that attachment it brought back some things It's was some soul ties. That's why you got to get rid of stuff. Y'all holding on to some past memories, ain't you? Y'all got some stuff that men or women or whoever gave you and you pull that out and married. What make it so bad? You're married. And I remember when, if you only treated me like them soul ties. The enemy is giving you something to hold on to. So you can hold on to that relationship. You can hold on to that memory. So God brought it back to my remembrance when daddy took the television out Of the house it was like he took something from me that was mine but it wasn't mine because he was not a part of me anymore so this is what I'm telling you when you become new in Christ when you have a new life in Christ, you have to be transformed and changed in your mind. Guess what, y'all? Your spirit of you has the word. It has healing. It has deliverance. It has prosperity. Y'all, the spirit that's in you have everything. Nothing in your spirit need to be changed or transformed. But your soul is the part of you that have to connect with the real you. The real you is going to have everything. But until you renew your mind, that's the only way you're going to prove what the good and acceptable will of god is for your life. And if you're not renewing your mind through the word, you're going to look at me even today like I ain't making sense. Some of people been been saved for 20, 30 years and they still in self. They still looking at me, 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 me. So that shows me that you doing acts of the flesh. You still got hatred there. You still got discord there. You still got offense there. Because the moment somebody do you wrong, you're supposed to be so humble to go to the person, even when you know you ain't done them no wrong, and say, forgive me if i done anything to hurt you. That's when you know who you are. That's when you know who you've been with. You don't hold those offenses for 20 or 30 years, and then at the dinner table, you're having a good time. I know what you've done. I remember what you done just like it was yesterday. You know what you said. And you ain't even tell me I'm sorry. Now I ain't living with you no more. You just a no gooder. <laughs> All those years sleeping together, eating together, spending the man's money. Now you ready to throw up this in his face. Who are you? I'm saved, I'm sanctified and I'm filled with the who? No, what you feel with is what comes out of you. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speak. That tells people who you are and whom you've been serving. But guess what? I got news for you today. The struggle is over. It's been over. Who are you still trying to please? Some of us still want people to look up to us. That's why we won't come down. We don't want people to know we mess up. We're too good for that. You under the law. Because you should be encouraging people to let them know I mess up too. May not have messed up in the area you messed up, but sin is sin. So what make me better than you? You know, I remember when I first started out in ministry and I loved the Lord so much, did not realize how condemning I was being because I loved him so much. You can't stop that. Yes, you can. You can stop it. Then when the Lord showed me revelation and let me know, already took care of that over 2,000 years ago. What's going to stop them from doing what they're doing is to know my love. And when they know my love, they ain't going to want to do what, they, what they've been doing. So I want to ask you today, how, much of, how many of us in this place really know his love? Because when we know his love, forgiveness is an afterthought. When we know his love, we can communicate one with another. We don't have to act so smug and so screwed up that we can't even say, hey, brother Greg, how you doing? And really meaning it. I love you, brother. And really meaning what you're saying, not just doing it because he done it, but doing it because that's who you are, because you are my brother. He is my brother. Jew is my sister. So why would I treat them any different? we all the family of God. we all from the same kingdom. we from the same daddy. He have no respectable person. He chastised whom he loves. He chastised you. He already done chastised me. All of us are part of the kingdom. But the problem is we have so much trouble in the body of Christ. Because we don't want to let go of these struggles. God is saying, you got to be willing to let go of what you're struggling with. What good is it for you to hold on to these things? You know what it is? It's pride. Because you want to be exalted. You don't want to let people know you come down. You don't have to let people know nothing. They're going to know when you come down. They're going to know that you'll see. Our problem is we want people to see the change. You still arrogant. You still up under the law. Because the more you in the word of God, you're going to live the change. And you don't have to worry about whether or not people say, I know you change. I know your name is written in the book, Lamb Book of Life. You don't have to worry about that. Let me tell you something. Even in a marriage, some people may say, you ain't that old to be knowing all this. Yes, I am in Jesus. Because his wisdom go far beyond me. Amen. So see, when God want to give me something. He may give it to me way out there. It don't have to be for right here and now. He give me what he want to give me because he know how much I can take of what he want to give me. He know where I've been in the word of God so he can do what? Daniel, break it down. Daniel, where you at? <laughs> you right there. <laughs> God is transforming. He's changing this morning. That's what he's doing and God is letting you know. Quit beating yourself up. Quit trying to change because of people. Know that you already changed because of who? I'm going to say it again. Quit trying to change because of people. But know who you are now that you're in Christ Jesus and know that the change have already taken place. Y'all, we're trying to prove ourselves too much to man. We're trying to make it right for man when God already made it right for us. God's already done it. Quit trying to make people look at you differently. When you please God, you already done please your fellow man because you pleasing him and everything you should, you do should be pleasing God, not man. You should not, who is man that we should be mindful of him? So I have learned on a daily basis. Some people tell me, how do you keep it together? If I told y'all over half the stuff, (laughs) huh? that I deal with with folk you know how I keep it together I tell him all my troubles tell him all my problems and you know one thing about God God is so funny he'll let you talk till you can't talk no more then that sweet voice sister Phyllis come in and have the audacity Bless those who curse you love those who hate you. And by the way, pray for those. (laughs) That's why some of y'all stay out the word because you don't want to hear it. Let's just be honest. If I don't get in it, I don't hear it. But I got news for you. If you are saved, you still gonna hear it, but not as clearly as you want to, because you're full of the word, because the word is in you. The Bible says the word is nigh you, even in your mouth and even in your heart, the word of faith, which we proclaim, which we preach. I don't know about you, but I want change inside out. Y'all, let's quit trying to justify stuff for people and tell them it's okay. In the eyes of the world, baby, it's okay. But God made a way that you don't have to live by what the world does. You can live his way and still have the joy. You can have joy more than what the world has. That's why he said, be of a good cheer. I have overcome the world. God is telling you today that the struggle, y'all truly, it's really over. Whatever you're struggling with, it's been over a long time. God is saying, loose it. Let it go. Recognize who you are in Christ and you won't be struggling in this area. Some of y'all right now in this room is struggling with things that you've done but you ain't been found out yet about. You can't even walk the way you want to walk because you're so scared that somebody's going to find out what you've done. Whatever's done in darkness, I'm here to tell you it will come to light. But when it do come to light, still hold your head up high. Still recognize, yes, I done wrong. But I advise you this, whatever wrong that you have done and you are in Christ and the Holy Spirit has been told you to go to your husband, go to your wife, or go to whomever you need to go to, I advise you to go to him. Because when somebody else comes to him and tell him what you've done and you're still lying. Hmm. Yes, you say, hmm. God already know. We can't even live our lives in the fullness we can't even enjoy this abundant life that He has given us, because we're allowing these skeletons <laughs> that's in the closet come out. when Jesus already done away with all of this stuff, and it's time for us to let it go and walk in this newness of life. y'all walking in this newness of life, give you good health. It gives you strength, it gives you prosperity, it give you love, it gives you joy, it give you peace let go of this condemnation because the bible says, if you are in christ there is therefore no condemnation there's no guilt so if you are feeling guilty for anything you up under the law because the law condemns you for what you've done but when you up under grace you should know that you are forgiven yes i've done it but i'm already forgiven and if i'm forgiven i'm not going to go back and do what i always done that's what grace does for you grace will keep you you can be kept as long as you here on this earth, you're going to have some temptations in some area or another. I don't care what area it is. It may be physically, mentally, whatever it may be. You're going to be tempted but you can overcome those temptations because Jesus did. He was tempted what? Where? Oh, that mean what Manny? And wait a, minute, wait a minute, some people say he was God but who was he in the flesh? A man. Let, let's just get that right. When well, he was God. Of course, he didn't fornicate. He ain't no point of him fornicating. He God. No, he came to this earth as a man. And y'all know he was around all them women. Look at Mary Magdalene, full of demons. You know, she was full of demons. She was full of lust. She was full of perversion. She probably was all up on the Jesus. You smell good. <laughs> Jesus said, come out of her in the name of Jesus. <laughs> That's what, that's what you need to tell these people when they're looking at you. <laughs> I give you an example and I'm going to close. Look at your neighbor say the struggle's, the struggle's over. So whatever you've been struggling with, it's over. Amen. Say Jesus already, Jesus already paid the price. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Um, I'm going to give you an example for how you know who you are now that you're in Christ. When you deal with a lot of people in the church, you you focus on Jesus and you have to stay focused on Jesus when you're dealing with folk and I'm up here dealing with this young man my husband over here I don't know if Evangeline Newton was she probably was or down there but um (laughs) we were we were I was ministering to this man the whole time that man was looking down at me like that I said I'm up here I bind you you spirit of perversion come out in the name of Jesus he looked up here he was no more down here. People say, now that ain't necessary. Yes, it is, because I recognize the spirit. See, this is the problem. I wasn't fighting against flesh and blood. There was a lust and demon that had to be dealt with. See, some women think, oh, oh I still got it. Oh, they're just looking, at, it. and you know they're watching you. Instead of you telling them about Jesus, you twitching and turping a little harder. Let's just be honest because you feel like I still got it. What you got? Lust. Lust attract lust. Then you go home and going to brag with your husband or your boyfriend. Yeah, I had so-and-so looking at me. (laughs) You reject it. And you think that's good and you save who you attracting. You should be talking to them about Jesus. You should be letting them know, you know, I know a man and he's good to me. He's better than my, what, better than your husband? I don't think I can compete with that. No, baby, you can't compete with him. Mm -mm, He even died for me. He died. He was buried. But baby, he rose one day. And he rose with a new life. And by him rising up, he gave me that life, that eternal life. And guess what, baby? I got some to share with you today. Hey, how about it? See which way to go. Either they stay and want to know what you got, or they say, you crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I'm crazy in Jesus. Until we meet again, and I hope it's in the same place. (laughs) See, this is what we supposed to be doing. But see, when you stuck on you, And want people to notice you. You ain't thinking about Jesus. You're thinking about being noticed yourself. Don't it feel good when people notice and say you look good. Oh that looked nice on you. Oh thank you, thank you, thank you. And then you try to find something else to look like that. What is that telling you? That's rejection. You need to deal with it. But if somebody say you like, well praise God. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord for that. And you go on about your business and you ain't thinking about it no more. See, when you want people to notice you with what you have on and let's, let's just say you got all dressed up and you know you look good and you coming in the house of God looking good like you know you should and nobody say nothing. You only want to praise God in no a Michelle. You just want to sit there and I don't know what I come to church for because nobody ain't saying nothing to you. Didn't say nothing about your hair. Didn't say nothing about your clothes. Didn't say nothing, ain't nothing. And then you moved up a few seats. Still didn't say nothing. And then the message, it's not about you. Pastor, is trying to be funny, that's all. I should have left this church last time when I thought about it. She just talking about me. That's what she's doing. Why are you talking about me? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, it ain't about you. It's about Jesus. See how people are so into themselves? Come on, y'all. This is why we have to watch as well as pray. We're here to pray for one another. We're here to lift those up that are weak. We're here to help those that need help because we was where they were at one time. See, the more you mature in Christ, you know where a baby is. They get excited in the beginning. They'll run everywhere for Jesus. Y'all don't know about you, but when I first got saved, I felt like I could move Mount Everest. I felt like no matter what come out of my mouth, it was going to have right then, Phyllis. And it seemed like it did. Then the more I matured in Christ, I'm like, this ain't happening. Something wrong. God, I'm praying and I'm fasting. I'm doing ain't nothing change. Come on, you're on fire for God when you first get saved. You act like, hey, it's all good. But when stuff start hitting you, when you can't have what you used to have, when you can't go where you used to go, when family is turning on, you like, well, I denounce this. I'll be back after a while, Lord. I need to hang with my peeps. Is that not truth? But when your heart is totally towards Christ and when you totally have asked him to come into your heart and your life, You ain't worrying about nobody. You ain't worrying about what they say. You ain't worrying about how they treat you. You you, you are sort of worried and concerned, but you keep going on about your business because you know he loved you. You know he's going to be there for you. Y'all, that's how it was for Jacob. Jacob got his new identity. And look what come from Jacob. Israel, 12 tribes come from Jacob. So what am I telling you today? I'm telling you truth. The struggle is over. Whatever you're wrestling with, this is your time. This is your opportunity. Let's just be real. You don't have to tell nobody what you're wrestling with, but God bringing this message because there's some people in this room that's wrestling. And you've been wrestling so hard for so many years. And you've been trying to understand, what about me? Think about Jacob. Everything that Jacob wanted, he had to fight for. Growing up, did you have to fight for something? Did you have to compete between your brother and sister all the time? It just seemed like it came for them easy, but you had to fight for what you want. Come on, y'all. It's some people in this room that had to fight in families to get what they wanted. They had to be always the one to work hard. The other one just didn't work as hard as you did, but got what they wanted. It came easy, and you still working hard. It seems like they're still going higher and higher. they telling you what they got, how they got it, how much they make. They got this. But one thing that you have that they don't have, it is Jesus, and you're making it, and they don't know how you're making it. But one day, God allows you to tell them, I may not have what you have in the bank, but I have something that's better than silver and gold and his name is Jesus I may not can go out and splurge like you can splurge but I'm telling you I'm at so much peace with what I have I'm here to tell you you can have what I have remember the rich young ruler he said he kept all them commandments but Jesus said give everything that you have to the poor the man left with his head hanging down because he didn't want to give up his riches and that's what's wrong right now People don't want to give up nothing for Jesus. They want to hold on to the world. You cannot serve two masters. You have to make a choice. So I'm going to ask you like I asked you last Sunday. Have you truly accepted him? Have you given your whole heart to him? Because if you're truly giving your whole heart to him, when you begin to struggle into some areas that you're struggling in, you have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will help you. If you just call on your paraclete, call on your comforter, he'll be there to help you to get through it if you want to get through it. But guess what? He's not going to make you do nothing because you have a choice. Y'all, wouldn't it be wonderful, Brother Roy, if God just was just saying, okay, I'm a whole you So you can't do it. He won't do it. He just give you a choice. It's up to you, Jennifer. God left it up to us. He said, I'm giving you the right to choose. What are you going to choose today? Are you going to continue to struggle? Are you going to say, God, I'm tired of struggling. I'm tired of going through God. I truly give it all to you today. I'm giving it all to you. Guess what? We have another altar call today. Y'all, you know why? because God is saying the struggle is really over God brought you a word today it is really over deliverance have come to this house on today nobody have to touch you God has given you the word and the only thing you have to do today Athea can I have a song is to come forward and accept what God has spoken unto you today let go of your pride let go of you and say God here I am you told me the struggle was over and I believe it I'm taking a walk of faith today God I know I have to continue to renew my mind but God I know you were speaking to me today you speaking to me because you love me so much God has overcome sin and there's nothing in this room that nobody has done that God has not forgiven you for forgive yourself and let it go. And quit struggling with it. It don't matter what you done last night. It don't matter what you thought about last night. God is a loving God. He's a forgiving God. He already forgave you for past, present, and future sins. God said, won't you just forgive yourself today and let it go? The past is the past. Once you are done what you've done, guess what? You can't change it. Once you hurt who you have hurt, you can't change it. God have to mend that person broken heart he have to be the one's to bind their wounds nothing you can do can mend that hurt but god i'm telling y'all when people hurt me there's nothing they can do to change what they done the only way it can be changed is by me saying god help me and he does and when he helped me and he know i want help oh the love of god just go out towards that person and sometimes i'm saying am i crazy? I have to ask myself, you crazy? you going to love them and they done you like that? Yes, because God loved me. When I wasn't even lovable. But y'all have to check myself sometime and say, you living? You alive? See, that's why you got to know where God put you. You can't put yourself as a pastor because if you do it, you won't make it. Quit wanting this position and not even knowing who you are. Because to have this position, you got to really know who you are now now that you're in him and who he is. Because if you don't, it'll be some cursing going on. Out loud over the pulpit. There ain't no lie. It's the truth. I don't even know how to curse. I'm telling you the truth. People have you cursing. Now, I ain't cursed. Lord knows I ain't cursed. Ain't even thought about cursing. Thank the Lord. (laughs) Because if I did, y'all be like, (laughs) y'all throw some, y'all get a bucket all and throw it on me. I mean, grease me good. (laughs) And don't let me up. Please don't let me go. Please don't let me go. (laughs) Because I'm here to tell you, y'all, the love of God has constrained me. I'm going to tell you how much it has constrained me. God will tell me what people say. And I have to say What's that thing? Shake my head. I learned that thing. When Jeremy used to send me that SMH, I'm like, boy, what you talking about? I learned that one. Shake my head. So I use that. I'll be like, you know what I'd be saying in my mind? Can't be. No, I ain't hearing that. They can't turn it off because it ain't coming through the natural ears. <laughs> Daniel's coming through the spirit. And I'm saying, Gee- and I can still love that person and know how that person feel about me. You know why? Because I've been with him. I've been with him so much that I would take the fall until he let me know. Let him go. you wrestling. You're wrestling with the people I've given you. Let them go. Y'all don't know what a feeling that was. So I'm telling you today, the struggle's over. If you've been struggling in your marriage, your relationship, and your finances, even with healing, we struggle when it comes to healing. Because we're saying, God, I know your words say by Jesus' Christ, I were healed, but I don't feel like I'm healed. God, I'm hurting right now. God, I'm still going through but he paid the price for everything. He missed nothing, even things, y'all, we don't know about. He did it for us. So that's why we got to stay so close to him, and we do that through the word. Whatever you do, get in your word. We're putting too many things ahead of the word. When we pop up in the morning, you didn't pop up on your own. He had to touch you, and I, I, I praise him and say, God, thank you for giving me another opportunity to tell somebody something just to praise you i i i try not to forget i got another opportunity i'm still here you got me here for a reason So God, I thank you for this opportunity. I don't want to waste this opportunity. That's why I get before him and say, God, there's something you want to show me. This is another day. I don't know what this day is going to be about, but God, there's something you want to show me. See, people get mad when you tell them something because they're so full of pride and they think you know more than them, but somebody was praying while you were doing your own stuff and being that you're hanging with me or somebody else, you got saved through that. Why are you mad? Ain't that foolishness, Sister Shirley, could you come up here? Shirley Herman. Look at your neighbor and say, God loves you. Say, God really, truly love you. Oh, yes, he does. Y'all. God love you because you thought about, you know how I know you thought about because he wouldn't have brought you this message if you wasn't thought about. to fall asleep. There was so much on my mind. Searching for that peace, but the peace I could not find. So then I kneeled down to pray, praying, help me please. Then he said, you don't